Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spooky Sundays. I hope the dark siders are listening tonight, and I hope all the parastalkers, the grand poo bars, all the frightfully good people, and all those nutters who like everything that's slightly weird and dead are here with us tonight. Gee, weird and dead. Weird and dead. That's how black little hearts are dead inside, Renata. (laughs) Come on, face it, you know, you know. Oh, well, no, we had a good weekend. We had a very fabulous Friday oh, apart night. apart from nervous breakdown on my behalf, it yeah. was great. <laughs> Friday night, uh, we were at Maitland Jail, which we normally are, but this time for a very, very different type of um, event, we had the Blues Brothers. What a fabulous night that was. We all got dressed up. Well, it's thank the you, Blues thank Brothers you show. Yeah, Blues Bruce Brothers. Bru- 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 yes. So Brooke and Michelle, they um, organised costumes for the whole team. Yes, thank you so much, ladies. We look glorious. There is a photo of all of us um, with the guys that were singing all the songs on the Newcastle Ghost Tours Facebook page. Um, thank you, Karen, for taking that photo. And, yeah, so it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. And yesterday we were at Stroud. Oh, mind you, we froze our butts off. We did. It but it's okay. We had um, we made up for it with a really freshly hot made pizza and some crepes. Mm. Oh, the crepes were good. Yes. Sorry, I La- digress. Last night we were at Stroud and had a, a lovely tour with um, people who booked in for the Stroud event. And uh, here we are today. Yes. Uh, happy birthday, Zach. Yes. Sending out birthday wishes to Zach, um, the son of one of our beautiful, um, uh, frightfully good team, frightfully good army. Yes. Uh, I attended the birthday party today mm-hmm. with gorgeous Daniela and the whole family and had a delicious chicken snitty with a, um, a, a bacon and mushroom gravy. I haven't had dinner, can you tell? Mm. <laughs> and uh, I um, am just uh, doing a shout out to Susan and her beautiful two daughters who have just been on an East End Ghost Tour walk with me. Mm-hmm. Loved your company. So it was so much fun. So thank you for booking. And I've actually started up those East East End walking tours again. Um, you need five. You need four. Three, four people. Renata, so four. Four people. Four people um, to book a tour. A minimum. You can and have more than that. Yeah. And this this is the walking tour. So we, well, you we pay take for four through, people. Yeah, we take you around the east end of Newcastle um, and tell you lots of good spooky stories. So do you want me to get on with the news of the week? Because we've got um, a hot topic. Oh, a hot topic. And hot I did blistering. ask earlier on um, about spirit boxes. And oh, you what, did, yeah. Yeah, and what's going to happen to them in the future because things are going to change and what you think about using spirit boxes on investigations. So let me read this. Uh, it comes from com, and it is about um, spirit boxes in the age of digital broadcasting. So when it comes to ghost hunting, especially public events and investigations on paranormal reality shows, few tools are as well used as a spirit box. 
Everyone loves a spirit box. However, the relentless cackling of this instrument may be on the brink of falling silent. Oh. This potential shift comes not from scientific discovery or a technological leap, but from the transition from analogue to digital broadcasting. Right, okay. Whoopsies. Since December 2017, Norway has switched off all analogue radio broadcasts, only transmitting digital audio broadcasting and internet radio. By 2024, Switzerland is also slated to follow suit. While the impact of this change on domestic commercial radio was examined during the World DAB Summit in 2022, one lesson and consequences caught the attention of the paranormal community, the future functionality of spirit boxes in these areas. How interesting. Well, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it? Mm. I mean, what happens when they switch it off? Does that mean it just goes to white noise? Mm. Or is it just dead silence? Now, if you're unfamiliar with the spirit box, uh, it's a tool that rapidly scans the AM and or FM radio spectrum. The fleeting bursts of white noise and static and sometimes radio broadcasts are believed to... Uh, be manipulated by spirits to form words and phrases. They these serve as intelligent responses to investigators' questions, a form of EVP, electronic voice phenomena. However, with Norway having switched off all analog radio signals, the traditional spirit box has become obsolete, reducing um, re- reduced to producing a single unbroken static noise, which we kind of call white noise. This this. Sh- yeah, yeah. That happens. Mm. Now, in fact, Paranormal Energy Norway, a group of dedicated investigators, has been innovating amidst this digital shift. They have been experimenting with hacked old radios, exploring the use of single frequencies to minimise radio bleed and enhance the potential of authentic EVP communication. Interestingly, despite the absence of FM frequency broadcasts, the team continues to report instances of EVPs, a phenomena that both defies conventional understanding and spurs interest. So as the global transition from analogue to digital radio continues, it's clear that the landscape for paranormal investigations is bound to change. The exciting prospect here is the potential for developing new improved tools and oh, methods. Excellent new gadgets. Refining the process of discerning the unexplained. Whether the future of paranormal investigations will be marked by hours of static noise or more reliable EVPs remains uncertain. What's clear, though, is that this field will continue to evolve, adapt and inspire intrigue and debate in equal measure. So that's a really good article and it very much talks about this um, area that uh, paranormal investigators love to work in and that is collecting the voices of the dead. That's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? Trying to record them, trying to engage, trying to use whatever tools are available to create some sort of conversation. Yeah, and that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to get some answers from the other side. Uh, And it's going to be interesting because if it just goes to white noise, that's going to make many paranormal investigators very happy because the whole – the the purists – prefer that there is no radio station input. Mm-hmm. They want the randomness of just the sh- 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 
voiced with with no radio, mm-hmm. no interference. And if you get a voice coming through that, that is really, really interesting. And we've been doing some experiments with that at the residence, mm-hmm. just listening to white noise. And we've had all sorts of weird stuff going on there. Mm. People have heard conversations. People have heard music, marching bands, mm-hmm. and it's just white noise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but I know that when we use the spirit box, I like to actually use some of the bleed from the radio where you get uh, the voices popping in and out every now and then uh, randomly. And because we use the Estes method where some people are wearing headphones and just calling out what they hear, they're not being influenced by what the questions are to to know what the answers would be. If we start getting a string of answers using that method, I, I just find that really interesting. I think it's going to be... I know for paranormal entertainment, and when I refer to paranormal entertainment, I'm referring to ghost tours. People are going to want to hear things. And I think when it goes to that white noise, that the general public, the normals, as we like to call them, won't have the patience to sit and listen for that elusive something that comes through. Mm. They'll be bored. Mm -hmm. So what happens then? Well, we know that there are apps coming out virtually every week, new apps with regard to um, EVP and, um, you know, word bank apps and Mm -hmm. everything. I think enough people will be kept busy. It's just then sort of looking at um, what's actually kind of working and not really just rubbish. Yeah. So it's, Again, we're uh, looking for those intelligent responses, yeah. aren't we? And yeah, man, you've got apps on your phone. I've got apps on my phone. Yeah. We we all give them a, a bit of a go because I mean, who knows? Who knows how this information is coming through? We're it's, we're just providing the the base for experimentation. Yeah, uh, and for me, it's the intelligence of the response and whether it is answering the question without influence. Mm-hmm. That's what. Floats my boat, so to speak. Mm. So what's your favourite app? Um, at the moment, oh, geez, I hate to say that I like apps, actually. <laughs> I know. Isn't but, there this, like, yeah. it's this, this dirty feeling mm. if you use an app? It's like, how, oh, mm. what are you? How yes. common are you that you're using an app? But think about it. What is spirit meant to be? It's supposed to be energy, Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's the theory. Mm-hmm. It's energy. Uh, so, and we use electromagnetic field detectors to detect the presence of these spirits or some sort of interruption to that field. If they are able to manipulate EMF fields and work with uh, the the electrical field and and drain batteries and switch jugs on and off and turn lights on and off, then why not be able to interact with an app and and use the information there. I'm not sure if I'm making sense. But, but, playing devil's advocate, if you've got a spirit that is that cluey to be able to create interference with an app so it brings up from a bank of words the right words to answer the question that you have just asked, why don't they do more in the scenario when we are working. So there you know there'll be this conversation coming through on the app but if you say can you go over and make that light box light up by going near it or touching it 
nothing happens. But what if it's easier for them to use the app? I don't think it would be. You reckon? Because you've got a whole set of stuff. Well, energy to energy or physically moving physical things. Yeah. Or are you talking about like REM pods? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Go go over there and stand in that REM pod and make it light up. Maybe it hurts them. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We don't know the answers, which is why it's really important. People keep trying new things all the time. and, And I don't know if we'll ever get the answer because I don't think... We're meant to know the answer because what would happen if we were able to speak to those people who had passed? It, I think it's Pandora's box. Well, the whole paranormal investigation stuff would go out the door, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't need us anymore. Oh, we'd be, be out of a job. Yes, um, absolutely. Now, now uh, Lisa has said the spelling, spirit box is especially compelling through the Estes method when there's words or phrases that you would be very unlikely to hear on the radio and that is true that is really true now i think oh gee i'm I'm we did get something um that was highly unlikely to come through in the last couple of days we got a word i can't remember what it is but we'd never seen it come up on um the spirit talker before yeah, we it's might very have, odd. We can look it up in the break and see what it is. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to head off to a song and then we'll come back after that. Now, I have been very ingenious. Oh, I have no. got the ABC oh. of mythical creatures coming up next and I've, I, I know that Renata struggles with it, so I've decided to make it interactive and I've given her some jobs where she has to make sound effects to... Uh, add to the story that I'm going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Gorgons tonight. Not Goujons with the chicken fingers, but Gorgons, okay? So come back after this song and we'll tell you all about it. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Oh, and it's so good to be back in the studio with you, Renata. I'm feeling so much better. Oh, this, that's it. Put your headphones on. Catch up, girlfriend. Uh, we're getting excited because it's uh, a week tomorrow that we head off to the airport to uh, get down to Sydney because we've got a flight in the morning on Tuesday morning to head off to Germany. And... You guys will still get your regular entertainment. We've got one show recorded. We've still got another two that we're trying. To <laughs> another two we're trying to record before the uh, before we leave. Plus another three spooky Sundays. We can do this. This is easy peasy. Renata, yes, are you ready? Oh, yes, I am. All right, yes, so, I am. I'm going to try. Okay, I'm going to try my hardest, people. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so. We are going to be looking at the ABC of Mythical Creatures with Anne and Renata. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around. I have a bone-chilling tale with the sound of windows in the background to share with you tonight. Are you ready to venture into the realm of ancient mythology where monstrous creatures dwell? Brace yourselves as we delve into the story of the Gorgon, a creature that strikes fear into the hearts of mortals. Cue Renata with a sound effect. That is really cool thunder rumbling. Oh right. no, well, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on, no, I've got no, another one. It's going to be a great show, people. <laughs> I'll, we'll oh. just hold and wait for you. You ready? Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Uh, okay. We, we can't be silent. 
Our tale begins in the distant land of ancient Greece where heroes and monsters roamed. Among them was a young hero called Perseus, destined to face the deadliest of challenges. Armed with divine artifacts and guided by the wisdom of Athena, he embarked on a perilous request. Next one. But you can't swear. I don't know how to... Hold on. I'm learning. Hold on. I got it. We got it? Okay. Okay. We're we're not Kyle and Jackie O. (laughs) As Perseus approached the lair of the Gorgons, a sinister aura filled the air. Quite like what I just left in the bathroom out there. The legend spoke of three sisters, Medusa, Sathino, and Eurali. (laughs) with Medusa being the most dreaded. Once a beautiful woman, she had been cursed by the vengeful goddess Athena, transforming her into a creature so horrifying that a single glance would turn a person to stone. With his pounding heart and a polished shield as his only protection, Perseus entered the lair. The serpents writhing atop Medusa's head hissed and slithered, creating an eerie symphony that sent shivers down his spine. No, no, no. no. Your next one, Renata. Oh. Armed with a magical sword bestowed upon him by the gods, Perseus fought with all his might. He relied on the polished shield, using its reflection to catch glimpses of the monstrous Gorgon. And in a swift, single stroke, he decapitated Medusa, putting an end to her terrifying reign. Um, yeah, okay. yeah well, hang on. We've got to wait for the sound effects. This flows beautifully. I'm loving it. Who needs to record it, pre-record it? We just do it like this. <coughs> but the story doesn't end there, my friends. For even in death, Medusa's power remained. Her severed head with its still petrifying gaze became Perseus's most potent weapon against his enemies. And... That was oh. that was very ominous music. Oh, that was I fabulous. Get, I didn't get to ominous music. Perseus returned home triumphant, but the burden of the Gorgon's head weighed heavily on his soul. It became a tool of vengeance, turning his foes into stone and forever freezing them in time. That was truly petrifying. Thank you, Renata. This chilling tale of Perseus and the Gorgon serves as a reminder that even the most terrifying creatures can be conquered with courage and divine guidance. It speaks of the human spirit's resilience in the face of unspeakable horrors. But be warned. My dear listeners, for the legacy of the Gorgon lives on. In our modern world, the term Gorgon has come to represent a person with an unnerving presence, not unlike Renata, capable of striking fear into the hearts of others. If anyone's seen that gaze from Renata, they will know what we're talking about. So beware the gaze of those who might possess such powers. And with that, 
Our spine-tingling tale draws to a close. I hope you've enjoyed this journey into the realm of ancient mythology where heroes clashed with terrifying creatures. Remember, my dear listeners, even the darkest of nights, there is always a glimmer of hope. A hero who will rise to the face, sorry, will rise to face the monstrous Gorgon. Until next time, stay curious. Keep your ears tuned to the secrets of the paranormal. This was the ABC of Mythical Creatures, the guide to the unknown. That's like meditation music. I couldn't press the button fast enough. That's all I got. I just had to get the first one. Right. All right. You can you can press stop now so we don't get demonetized. Oh, look, honestly, people, send hearts. Uh, I think we've done very well. I, I battled. So all right. I was not prepared. What, what's the verdict? Do we like this new format? It's shocking. Where I come up with a script for an artist who has to create sound effects. It, as I said, it reminds me of when we were doing um, the, uh, what was the the one where we create do you, the stories? Do you want my swords? Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> that, that was very clever. I was impressed with that one. That was, that was my folly. Oh, uh, Ghostwriter. That's what it was, I, Ghostwriter. I reckon I could get a job. <coughs> Maybe not. Oh, come on. Uh, so what are we up to next week? We're on, we've just done G, H. H. What's on H? I can't remember. Herpes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's the wrong show. <laughs> Harpies? Was that a god, uh, was that a, a, um, a god, a god, herpes? <laughs> sounds, sounds like a great, great god. <laughs> oh, it's just going to get worse, everyone. <laughs> It's just oh, going to get worse. We've got three weeks together, Anne. With my husband, Ryman. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. So we've we've created a little group chat for us because I figure that we're, we're going to be working things out and we may get separated at times so we can send each other messages. So we've got our messenger chat and uh, we were trying to come up with a good name for it and Renata came up with a cracker. What was it? Mm-hmm. Um, Roman sister wives. <laughs> Roman sister wives. Poor Roman. Yes, we are going on the mysterious adventures journey with Dave Schrader and a whole busload of Americans to explore many mm. haunted locations. Pray for them. <laughs> and you'll find you'll find out about some of those locations over the next uh, couple of weeks. We've still got a spooky Sunday show next week. Yes, but then we'll have. Pre-recorded shows, yeah. ready to go. Hopefully we'll be able to tell you where we're going cause, um, for the investigations because, you know, frankly, we don't know yet. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's, it's a mystery. It's mysterious. That's right. It's mysterious adventures because you don't find out till The very end. The very end, what's going to happen. Maybe we just get on the bus and we go and mm. we turn up. Well, we know we're going to the ossuary. Yes. Yes, we're going to go to the ossuary. For anyone who hasn't listened to our um, podcast, uh, the Sedlec Ossuary is a church. Church of Bones. Of Bones. Plenty of photos, I'm telling you. And we are going to Hushka or Hauska? Hauska Castle. Hauska Castle. Where the portal to hell is. Yes, it's got a pit that goes right down to the pit of hell. Yes, can't I'm wait. Going to go throw Renata in and Satan will throw her back. Yeah, anyway, we're going to go to a song. We'll come back after this. I've got to make sure I turn that down. I don't want to get in trouble there. And I'm trying to reach that over there. Uh, and I've lost the, the cursory yet again. Um, my choice of songs. Hope you enjoy this one. We'll be back after this with your questions. 
Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. <laughs> I always have a moment of panic, Renata, when it says, if you've got spooky questions, well, Anne and Renata have the answers. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we have our opinion and uh, knowledge from what we have learned. Well, you can't do an ad that says, do you have a spooky question? Well, Anne and Renata have their opinions. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not going to sound very good, is it? No. All right, we're going to kick off with the first question tonight from Leah, and she's actually sent this through on Tuesday. Hi, I have a question for Spooky Sundays. Hi, ladies. Do you believe or what are your thoughts on premonitions, Leah? Ooh, lots of people have premonitions, and often they do come true. It's some sort of intuitive part of um, a human being, and the more connected sometimes you are to a person so there are a couple of things there are those intuitive things that come to you those premonitions that are are totally out of the blue and it's like you don't have a connection with anything at all like for example um, we're here living in Australia and someone has a premonition about a tsunami for example Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so that's one type of premonition but Um, is it a, a premonition if they had really specific information about the country, the date and the time, that that would be really interesting. But how many people in there, are there in this world and the percentage that may think about a tsunami or dream about a tsunami and it just happens to line up with one happening? Is it just a very random thing? Maybe. And a hard-nosed sceptic would probably say yes. Yes. Exactly right. Um, But those that have those premonitions and uh, the thing that they think is going to happen or feel is going to happen happens, it's this really weird feeling as though, oh, the veil has opened between the worlds and I've had a little peek in. And my brain has told me that something's going to happen. Now, there's another type of premonition that is, um, I guess, more... um, Deja vu is a type of premonition, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, when when it's about uh, someone close to you, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, you have this uh, emotional connection to them and you might think that um, something's going to happen to them. Oh, you've got a gut instinct that something is is not right. It's not right um, or... uh, they're going to call on Tuesday and they do, or, you know, that's, yeah. that sort of stuff. Or you know who's calling on the phone. Yes. That's yeah. another one as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe we, it does happen. Yeah. I, look, I think it does. I, we, you know, we're all connected. And we all it's funny that. that. We don't uh, – people think that time is linear. Um, maybe it's not. And maybe it's just a little time slip where we get a glimpse into something that's in the future. And, yeah, who knows? Uh, Right. Catherine. Catherine was absolutely first for the day. Welcome. Just answering your question, Ray Spirit Boxes. I do not like these things, although I like the Estes method. I'm at the stage now where I'm only satisfied with some real evidence like an EVP or photo or thermal image. This may sound selfish, but I'm quite happy to go home with no evidence as well. 
Good on you. Mm. Thank you, Zena, Catherine, Warrior Princess. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would rather go home with nothing than fake stuff. Robin. Hello, Robin. Thank you so much for texting in for the first time. Uh, Robin is saying that we are both looking well tonight. Oh, thank you, Robin. Oh, I'm just trying. There's messages coming in and I'm trying to get the other ones coming in. Oh, who have we got here? Hello. They've got the... Um, Put my teeth in, start again. We've got the fairy whisperer on. Ah, hello, fairy whisperer. Who has uh, sent a message for you, Renata, uh-huh. to apologise, saying, I meant to give a slice of birthday cake to Anne for you, but she ate it. No, uh, she was swept away with everything else that was going on. And I was actually going to ask too, oh, and I forgot I to ask. For a piece of, oh, I could do with a piece of birthday cake right now. And it was Black Forest oh. cherry cake. I was practising for Germany. Mm. I've I've been working today since um, 10 o'clock this morning. haven't stopped. All right. We've got Shane. Hi, ladies. And thanks for the advice on voice recorders. And Yowie Dan also gave me some voice recorder tips as well. Excellent. It's always good to ask around. Uh, Right. We've got Yindyamara saying, I have a question. How did you start the radio show? Uh, Well, from my point of view... Um, I have been wanting to do a radio show for years and years and years and years. I thought there would be value in doing one. I thought it'd be fun. And I really wanted to do one that was local. And um, as I tend to do, I send a lot of emails. I send a lot of um, requests out, you know, thinking someone might say yes. Uh, And no one did. That's kind of they just really weren't interested, um, which is quite sad. I still kind of thought that one day we'll be able to do a radio show and that'd be awesome. But actually, I'm going to hand over to you, Anne, because it was you and your friend that actually got us into doing the radio show. It was. Uh, And I'd had a taste of doing the radio show uh, when I was with a team called Eastern States Paranormal a long time ago. And we got called in for Halloween for a show there. Oh, no, it wasn't Halloween. They had a ghost in their studio, and it was one of the the big-named ones down in Sydney. And we went and investigated the studio. Then they got this live on. It was when Dicko was one of the judges for... Mm-hmm. You know, those rock shows, and he was one of the, the main people there. And uh, uh, apparently when we were on, when they said if anyone would like to ring in with a question, the, the, the what do you call the desk went into meltdown. They said they haven't had that many phone calls in years. Wow. And it dawned on me that there is a space for this yes. out there. Yeah. And uh, I, I did speak to them at the time about doing it, but uh, it was difficult because we were from Newcastle and the technology to sort of do it remotely wasn't there at that stage. So I saw there was a Newcastle radio station and I reached out to them and said, uh, would you consider doing this? And this is only like, this is pre-COVID, just mm-hmm. pre-COVID. And uh, I, the people involved didn't even bother to answer me, which mm-hmm. I thought was a bit rude. That's normal. Then there was a change of hands and the Newcastle Live picked up this radio station. And my friend was actually doing a show on here. And I said, you know, I, I'd approached these guys 12 months ago or something before the change of shift and said, we'd love to do a show. And she said, well, I'll mention it to the new people. Mm-hmm which they did, and they were keen. Mm -hmm. 
two years later. We're still here. We're still here. And we're looking for a sponsor, just saying. Now, <laughs> we, we have to say that we need to get a sponsor for this show. Uh, this... Our demographic is um, people aged between 30s through to 60s. Yeah. And I know we've got a few either side of that as well, mm-hmm. but um, heavily female and some awesome guys in there as well. But we're a very marketable uh, audience that we've got here mm-hmm. yeah. that are listening. But it's hard to sell advertising because we're quirky. Mm-hmm. But if they looked at who was listening they would realise that this is a very marketable audience and you guys really support anything we do, which we love. So if you know a small business that would like to become involved, if they could contact Newcastle Live, they've got some very modest packages that they can put put together for you. And there is something new coming, which uh, we're a little bit excited about. We'll see how it goes, mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to take over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't. We're going to push people out of the road. And, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But if this show is going to keep going, in all honesty, we need to get uh, some... A few sponsors on board. Sponsors or some advertising, yeah. which would be great. Yeah. Uh, also, happy NADOC to uh, yes to everyone yes uh, from Indiamara. Another question, why is it do we that we turn YouTube off at 8.30 because you'd love to watch the whole show live? The thing is, we are a radio show and a podcast. So if we stayed on, then the numbers would be great on our YouTube page, mm-hmm. but it would not reflect well on the the radio page and if they are going to find us sponsors or advertisers they need to show how many people are listening to our show so they can say hey look we've got this many people that listen to these guys they're on every week and the numbers are growing that's why we need you to come across to listen and we don't do it live for the whole show now we may at some stage or other be able to go live on the Newcastle Live Network, mm-hmm. but that's a work in progress. Yes. Yeah. we just got to keep those numbers up. Yeah. So share it around with your friends because we love doing what we do, but it sadly at the moment does not pay our bills. And we thank all those people who do us the buy me a coffee. You've got no idea how oh, much that helps us out. We love you. Uh, those people who are our Patreon supporters, the the uh, Parastalkers and the Grand Poobars and just the supporter community, you guys are amazing. Uh, but it keeps us going because I, this is our full-time job. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm not meaning to be whingy or anything like that, but I, th- I think the work that we provide is good quality stuff, mm-hmm. even with your sound effects. Oh, thank you. And, I, yeah. It's just the reality, you yeah. know, that we can't do things. Um, yeah, it, it, these things don't run on fumes. Speaking uh, of fumes, I'm boiling, and here we need to get the aircon on. Oh. All right, we're going to head off to a song, and we'll be back after this with more of your questions. Don't go away. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And we're back with Spooky Sundays, and cousin Steve has just joined us in the studio, and Hello. he he brought us <gasps> treats. 
treats. <laughs> you got to keep the grannies happy. That's right, because this granny was getting a little bit uh, rangry. <laughs> uh, and you bought me something that I have not had in a long, long time. I know. I, I, saw, I got a bit nostalgic when I saw it at the um, at the drive-through window. I was like, oh, stop it! I don't know. They still made them. Yeah, yeah, and they were McDonald's cookies. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to crack those out in the break and um, see if they're the same. Nibble they them. are. They are. I think they're even sweeter than they were before. Oh, right. Excellent. Right, really? they, that's. It's just a shape made of sugar, <laughs> <laughs> and that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. That's all it is. All right, so we're still going through some of the uh, the um, texts that have come through. We've got some messages about the spirit boxes and all sorts of things. So Lisa said that Gary Galka has been uh, recently experimenting with his spirit box upgrades, the PSB7 Pro and the Radio XITC. I have heard of those, Lisa, and uh, Oz Paratech will be stocking them. Uh, he's working with some at the moment, that will remove the noises. That would be awesome. But there's also one where you can uh, listen live and then you can replay it. And in the meantime, it's still recording Mm -hmm. and you can listen back to see if you caught something and then pick back up again. So he's really creating more and more different things. I can't wait till we stock them. Deborah Ann, hello Deborah Ann, <laughs> who's talking about the premonitions, or could it be law of attraction instead of a premonition? All those people in the world thinking about a tsunami, it could be. It could be. I mean, they do um, scientific uh, experiments with number generators, mm-hmm. and uh, they find that there are certain times uh, when people seem to be uh, connecting and uh, whether it's like Christmas or Easter or, you know, some sort of special period where it seems that – or when there's news, because I think they they found this out also after um, uh, 9-11 when everyone was kind of focused <laughs> on the one thing. So subtle. That uh, the number generator actually mm. changed mm-hmm. and um, there was uh, significantly more uh, evidence about people um, in. Influencing that number generator. Yeah. That, 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 I've got your problem tonight, Renata, where I'm repeating all my words. When I was doing that parapsychology course with the University of Edinburgh, they looked at a lot of those. They're called regs. Mm-hmm. So the random number generators. Uh, Maxine said that she had a feeling that something happened in her old house and then they were broken into. Mm. Maybe that was some sort of warning. And now, because I've got apple pie in my fingers, it doesn't want to go back. Uh Oh, hi, Paraquest. How are you? Hide and seek, Paraquest. They love the Estes method and think once the analogue is turned off, it will be even better. So you're one of the purists that don't like the random radio coming through. In fact, we've just ordered another spirit box from Oz Paratech. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the go-to store for all your paranormal technology. And Thank yes, you. they did have afterpay. <laughs> So, yeah, some people will modify their spirit boxes to remove the antenna so that they don't get the the radio signal coming in. But if you do that, you can't send it back for a return because it's no <laughs> longer working after you've hacked it, people. 
can, you can also buy um, secondhand or uh, go over to your grandparents and get their old radio and switch it on, um, especially if they've got the, the dials that they used to stop between. You could just turn them so that you just got the white noise in between mm-hmm. the radio stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Mann, hi. I hope the cheesecake shop hears your plea for a sponsor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I could pay us some cheesecakes. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go over there and I'm going to ask them. <laughs> um, now, he also said, read the spirit box. Visited a mid-late 1800 cemetery yesterday and tested out the Ank Mini noise filter, also available from Osparatech, <laughs> um, as in conjunction with the SB7. So it gets rid of that noise both available from Australia's he's actually written this Australia's uh. best paranormal store Ozparatech I set the SB7 to AM band in reverse and heard who are you shortly after introducing myself I had what do you want come through I asked if they wanted to have a chat I had no response I took it as a no so I gave my thanks packed up and quickly left good on you Dan. wow oh. Yeah, I want to try that. Um, I want to try it too. Yeah, the ank. Okay, I oh, will dig it out for Please. you. You can have a crack. Yes, you please. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Robert is here, and he's added some very important information to the conversation. Yibbida yibbida. <laughs> oh, thanks, Robert. Now, Steve, Yo. did you hear the ABC of mythical creatures tonight? I did tonight? hear all the gorgonness. Mm. Oh, no, yes, you beautiful. did. I thought it was Foley fabulous. artist Renata. I know, right? Serving up. All right, it's my swords. This I know, I the heard the one. sword. Yeah. Then she's going to keep demonstrating that all bloody night now. You should have, you should have, so put the spirit up and like, draw it out. Like, scrape it up, up the inside, up the inside. What have created? <gasps> that's a noise, that's a sword. Yeah, that's a sword going... I see the yeah. knife being sharpened. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roman keeps telling me a story about when he went to see Macbeth at the University of Newcastle production when he was in year 12 a long time ago. And the actors, the actors were on stage and they had swords in their sheaths oh. ready to rip out a sword. Mm-hmm. And as one ripped out a sword, Roman leant over to the person sitting next to him and said, that's a self-sharpener knife. And everyone cracked up laughing. Uh. <laughs> He's a oh, naughty boy. Very funny. All right. What have we got coming up Rough. in the next half? Oh, I have a fantastic story by Troy Taylor, who is a very, very well-known storyteller in Australia, uh, in, in America, sorry, mm-hmm. in America. And um, he has written a plethora of really good paranormal books as well. But this is one of his stories about spontaneous combustion. Oh. Ooh, of course. Oh. 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 Like a bit of spontaneous combustion. And we've got a case of that allegedly at Maitland Jail. Yes. Don't forget you can come ghost hunting with the ghost grannies and cousin Steve at Maitland Jail. Book your tickets online with Maitland Jail and look for the Ghost Hunting 101 or The Res. The Residence. Mm. Oh, my favourite. And we've got we've got a special announcement about The Res coming up very, very oh. soon oh. for a bunch of lucky people. Now, our, our grand poo bars are going to get first yes, shot at they're this. they're going to get first look, dibs. Look after the people who look after us. Mm-hmm. There is a all-nighter mm-hmm. sleepover yes. coming at the residence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what have you got coming up for the next half? I've got a little bit of a 
Gossip on the cinema. We're going to the movies. Oh, we're going to check like into it. the movies. Very nice. Yes. Oh, can I get like a chalk top? You can. <laughs> I, I will take. I will take out a loan against my house and get a chalk top. <laughs> They're getting smaller and they cost more. And it's the I, worst. And then you walk out and you think, oh, I've, I've come out. I've come out well, and you're covered. And covered you bite. In you bite into that chocolate top. And there is a tiny scoop of ice cream down the bottom somewhere. Mm, I know. Disappointment. Disappointment in a cone. I'm sure that happens many <laughs> times in Amsterdam. Um, we, uh, I've got a story about a haunted bus. Oh. Mm. I was a bit worried it might be too soon. But, you know, it's not that sort of story. It's a different story. I had it all approved. I did check with everyone it would be okay and everyone agreed it was alright to tell the story. Okay. So we're going to head off with a couple of songs and we'll be back with more on Spooky Sundays. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Spooky Sundays. And, of course, we start the second hour now with Creepy Corner. Ooh. Cousin Steve. Get in here. Hello. Get Hello, everyone. It's nice to be back in the Creepy Corner. Mm-hmm. The mildew's going well. Oh. You know, the mushrooms are being cultivated, yes. all the good stuff. Mm. So we're, we're going to, you know, dig the dirt on paranormal pop culture and this week as promised we're headed back to the movies Mm. back to the movies because there is a new addition to a very popular paranormal franchise oh no (laughs) which which one do you think i'm talking about (laughs) it's probably not the one you think the conjuring no oh but conjuring related Oh. oh, adjacent, let's put it. Let's Amateurville? Put it. So, no, oh, God, no. <laughs> but don't say those words. <laughs> I know, I read about it. Gosh, I forgot. So last uh, last month there was um, a, The Boogeyman, which is a Stephen King-related oh, thing. Oh, yeah. that, that was in cinemas. It didn't really, like, raise many eyebrows here in Australia. Mm. It is hard to um, get a stiff wind up people about <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> These days. Right. Especially here in Newcastle, you can't find a cinema that's not playing it. If it's like Fast and the Furious 79, there'll be 68 screenings of it. Yeah. But, you know, if it's a horror movie, not so much. But this week, we Living are, in Newcastle they're just is not, horror. They're yeah. not cultured. I know. Not but culture. living in Newcastle, it is quite insidious. So that's where we're headed. <gasps> ah, yes. Oh. We, are, we are back to Insidious. This is actually the fifth film in the franchise. Are you serious? Insidious, The Red Door. Oh. Now, it is a direct sequel to parts one and two. So parts three and four tried to expand the story a little bit and ventured away from the original family. But this is the original family from the movie nearly 20 years ago now, actually. Mm. <laughs> 10 years ago, actually. Insidious, 2010, yeah. Wow. 13 years. Wow. 13, how 13, yes. 13 years later, directed by Patrick Wilson himself, oh. Ed Warren. Oh. From The Conjuring. Patrick Wilson is in both of these franchises. What? Wow. Yeah, so Patrick Wilson is back. Finger in many pies. As is Ozzy Roseburn. Yes. As his wife. Uh, Ty Simpkins, who was their, their small child <coughs> in the original movie. Wow. He is back as well. And Andrew Astor and the phenomenal Lynn Shay, who is who plays the psychic medium. Mm-hmm. She is brilliant. Have you guys seen the, these Insidious movies? Not for a long time. She is the, go- the the glue that holds those movies together. She's she's golden. But it focuses on the little boy from the first movie, 
very 13 years later, you know, um, going to college. And he has very little knowledge of what happened to him. Oh, so he is, yeah. So I'll read you the, the synopsis, yes, shall we? Yes, okay. Please. Set 10 years after the events of the second film, Josh Lambert heads east to drop his son Dalton off at an idyllic Ivy League college. However, Dalton's college dreams become a nightmare when the repressed demons of his past suddenly return to haunt them both. Oh, repressed demons. Yes, oh. to end the haunting and to put the demons to rest once and for all, Josh and Dalton must once again return to the further in order to stop the Lambert nightmare for good. Oh. So it's a very interesting little exploration of generational trauma slash haunting, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which is a big thing that um, I think we don't discuss a lot in the in the field of, you know, we see the Amityville people and, you know, the, the, the Warrens are involved and the Lutzes, but we don't think about what happens to their kids, the kids. and correct. their kids yeah. and their kids. And mm-hmm. we've discussed it in, in various different interviews and stuff like that. But it's very interesting to see the film world is catching up because this is also going to be part of the, part of the, um, the jizz, as, as Renata would say. <laughs> Part of the juice of the new Exorcist movie that is opening this year. Oh. So the new Exorcist movie also has original stars. Mm-hmm. So it will be going all the way back to Reagan. And we are revisiting all of these original characters. So Linda's coming back, is she? Well, they, they were holding out on Linda, but apparently Linda has been seen on set and Ooh. around the set. So, I mean, you can't do the Exorcist without Linda Blair, can you? We no. saw what happened. She's 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 the goodness, but um the, uh, the woman that played her mother, oh blanked, mm-hmm. blanked the original actress that played her mother. Um, I could look it up on IMDb for Some, you. Oh, it's on tip of my tongue. It's not Shirley Duvall. No, she is back. She's like she got hurt. Something. Yeah, she, yeah, she got horribly injured. Yeah, filming it. Um, but she's filmed her segments in it. This is going to be a trilogy oh, as well. She's got goosebumps. So yeah, she's it's all back. So everything old is so new. I'm going again. to be traumatized yet again because that traumatized me. That movie. I know. See, well, this is a this is a funny thing. We're in another generation now. Where these movies. So you're. Conjurings and your Insidiouses mm-hmm. and your uh, Sinisters are the movies that people see first. Mm-hmm. They're these PG mm-hmm. horror yep. films that are kind of the doorway in, and then they go backwards and forwards and discover things. So it's funny to see them already at this point where they're self-referencing mm. and going, remember the good old days? That was 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm really as old as dust then, so that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I just wonder whether they're going to um, just amp up the CGI or whether they're actually going to think of the psychology behind... Well, see, so, well, I think that with, with like, Insidious, it's always been a bit... It's <coughs> demon-based, heavily, heavily demon-based. It's the one with the red face demon with the claws and everything Mm. they've actually done a a really super cool thing in LA there is a red door experience just set up on the street it's like a shipping container like dark Ah, yes yes. and there's a red door I don't think I'd do that it says do you do you dare to open the red door and you've got to walk through and see if you can Make it out alive. That that would freak me out more than what the, the <laughs> seance one would. I could do the seance one, but I don't think I could do a Demonic. horror film because one. Because you know there'd be jump scares. Yeah. 
Yeah, we had a great. We actually had. And a I'm great getting time. older, and my bladder's not as good as it used to be. <laughs> we actually had a great time <laughs> in uh, last year where we went to Universal Studios. We did Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. and they had a, a huge. There were mazes everywhere, but we did a the Halloween one. So you walk through the Myers house, and things jumped out. It yeah. was it was super cool. There was lots of people, but it was super cool. But I want to ask people what their favourite new horror franchise is. So if you're out there in spooky Sunday's world, we're not talking... We're, we're going to talk from the 90s onwards. So we can't have any Freddy Krueger. We can't have any Jason. We can't have anything like that. I want... What's the new ones that have actually scared you and given you a bit of a fright? Because I remember the when I saw the first Conjuring movie, before we knew anything about the rest of it and... Mm you know everything that was genuinely like oh a little bit off-putting there's there were points where they had to jump scares before they became you know yeah typical and it worked but i want to know what scares people these days because i'm i still have like recurring moments every time i watch the exorcist something weird happens every mm. time mm. every time i've turned the tv off and i swear i heard someone say my name Yes, every time I watch The Exorcist, something happens. So I want to know what it is for other people because all of these franchises have different things. There's also talk of a crossover movie between Insidious and Sinister. So that may be coming. That's Uh, my corner. Text your uh, thoughts through to 0490 It comes out this week, so um, Mm. July the 6th, I think it is, or 4th, whatever. Whatever Mm. whatever Thursday is. Mm -hmm. Robert's texted through um, another movie that's just been released this week. Yes. Indiana Bones and the Debilitating Dial. Mm. I don't know. Mm. We don't know what to believe about that. It's getting bad reviews, but I don't believe reviews anymore either. Yeah. Shane did mention in relation to your, um, what do you call it, spontaneous combustion story, that the spontaneous combustion is just somebody lighting their farts. <laughs> God wrong. <laughs> it's true. I think we'll go we to need to a go song. To a song. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll hear my story. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. And do I have a story for you? Oh, this is a really good one. Do we get to do sound effects? Uh, no, I don't think you can with this one. But, oh, um, can we find a way? Mm. <laughs> we always find a way. Mm. So as I mentioned, this comes from Troy Taylor, um, and you can follow his uh, Facebook page. He has great stories on there, and um, he's a master storyteller. And so let me just get into it here. It's called Up in Smoke. Around 9pm on the evening of July the 1st, 1951, a widow, Mary Risa, said goodbye to her only son, Dr. Richard Risa Jr., after he had stopped by for a visit. She slipped into a nightgown and then sat down in an overstuffed armchair in the living room of her St. Petersburg, Florida apartment. She must have been tired if she was overstuffed. Mm. She had just taken two sleeping pills, but before getting into bed, she decided to smoke her last cigarette for the night. (laughs) Bad move, Mary. Mary would never be seen alive again. When her landlady, Pansy Carpenter, tried to drop off a telegram that had been delivered the next morning, she found the door to Mary's apartment was warm. The door handle was too hot to even touch. She called the fire department. 
Help. When? Look, you guys were supposed to be doing... <laughs> Sorry. Well, Fire we... department! <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> when firefighters arrived, they found a baffling scene. Oh, I'm baffled. The apartment was filled with smoke and soot. <coughs> Embers were still glowing bright orange. Sooty doesn't make a noise. I can't do it. Mary was gone. Oh, don't do that AS. Oh, that sets me off. Oh, the ASMR stuff thing. Oh, don't. Oh, oh, oh. I what way it sets her off. Is it a good way or a oh, bad no, way? No, it's terrible. Oh, let me get back to the story. <laughs> Mary was gone. Only a pile of black embers remained, and among them they found the coiled springs of the chair she'd been sitting in and part of Mary's backbone. Her left foot sat in the pile, still wearing a slipper. Her skull, reports noted, had shrunken to the size of a cup. The apartment had been subjected to extreme heat. Candles had been melted into puddles of wax. Smoke had stained the ceiling and the tops of the walls. Warped electric switches sagged in the walls. In other parts of the same room, though, the walls were clean and the switches undamaged. A stack of newspapers hadn't even smouldered and the sheets on Mary's bed were still white. All, oh, sorry, all the fire damage was confined to the chair where Mary had been sitting and the area around it. But how? How could a woman go up in flames without the rest of the room burning? What could have killed Mary Risa? No one knew what to make of the case, but there were plenty of theories. It didn't seem to be murder. Mary and her husband, Dr. Richard Risa, had been happily married for decades in Columbia, Pennsylvania. A few years after Dr. Risa had died, Mary had moved to St. Petersburg to be closer to her son and granddaughters. She loved her family and was avid with needlepoint. But Florida was too hot for her liking and she missed her friends back home. Her son could tell she was feeling depressed when he last saw her. She hadn't felt like eating dinner. In fact, the two sleeping pills she took when when he left were the only things in her stomach. Some proposed her death could be an accident, a lightning strike or electrical fire, but investigators ruled those things out. Others blamed the fabric of her chair. Napalm, napalm, (laughs) phosphorus, and even thermite bombs. What? Oh, these are the claims. Yeah, she's a member of the KGB or something, is she? Because, like, it says others blame the fabric of her chair, and the next word is napalm. And I've gone, hold on. (laughs) Uh, One man claimed it had been a ball of fire that came through her open window and hit her. (gasps) Ball lightning. I seen it happen. Goodness gracious. A great ball of fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There seemed to be no easy answers, but then a local resident sent a letter into the newspaper with a new concept, spontaneous human combustion. In other words, Mary herself caused the fire. Her body had just burst into flames. The idea gained traction, and while seemingly impossible, it began to be taken seriously. The theory started popping up in newspapers all over the country, and soon the lonely widow from St. Petersburg was showing up in national headlines. The police weren't willing to accept something so outrageous, though. They sent boxes of evidence to the FBI lab in Washington, which included portions of the apartment rug, smoke samples, rubble from the walls and floor, and segments of the chair. 
FBI agents spent three weeks examining Mary's mysterious disappearance. In the end, they found no evidence that lightning had struck Mary or the building. They could detect no substance that could have started the blaze and ruled out an electrical fire. On August 8th, Police Chief J.R. Reichart released a statement to the media calling it the most unusual case I have seen during my almost 25 years of police work in the city of St. Petersburg. He was convinced, however, that Mary had been doused with some sort of combustible fluid, claiming that all traces of it would have been burnt up in the fire. This wasn't accurate, but what else could he say? If it wasn't an accident, then it would have to be spontaneous human combustion, which scientists claimed couldn't have happened. Mary's family believed it was an accident too. Her daughter-in-law, Ernestine, stated in 1991, Mary was a great smoker. The cigarette dropped to her lap. Her fat was the fuel that kept her burning. Oh, God, I'd burn for days. The floor was cement and the chair was by itself. There was nothing around her to burn. That's what the cops had decided too. I'll whack a wick in. Mary was drowsy from her sleeping pills. Dropped a cigarette onto her rayon nightgown. Oh, rayon. (laughs) I wonder if she's wearing a Spencer. With lots of Renata. She's cracked herself up. She's gone. Oh, Rayon. That takes me back. She's gone. Don't talk. Okay. She's really gone. Oh, Rayon. Oh, love it. Did they even make that anymore? No, it's oh, probably no, it probably makes you burst into flames. <laughs> That's why. I can't see. I've got tears in my eyes. Oh, okay. She's melting. Where are we? Yes. Um, yes. So what happened? No one knows. It's been more than seventy years Surprise! since Mary's <laughs> mysterious death, and it's likely we will never have all the answers we seek. All after the police investigation ended, some of Mary's ashes were buried next to her husband in Pennsylvania. The rest stayed with her family in Florida, who once told the local newspaper that they used to feel her presence in their home before they finally got rid of her old furniture. That's grandma again. (laughs) They used to say with a cool rush of air, breezed past them, don't worry, she's nice. They packed up all the rain. Look, look. That's a picture. Oh, is that a picture? Yes, yes, the like, picture. It's her leg. Yes. Yeah, you put it up today. Yes, yes, just yeah, this well, leg shoe. Is she wearing a stocking? Oh, I don't know. But the, yeah, the shoe's still on the foot. That's just disturbing. Oh, it is disturbing. If if anyone has seen pictures of spontaneous combustion it's where real there weird. is a, uh, a piece of a person's <coughs> body still intact, it is the weirdest thing you're ever going to see because your brain just can't work out how how that is even possible. I think it's weirder than having a woman named Pansy. <laughs> Pansy. What wear. a great name. Pansy. Pansy. Does Pansy wear rayon? Pansy. No, Pansy wears no panties. I think Pansy's, Pansy's a bit of a thing. Oh, just just, just pantyhose. Ernestine. You don't hear Ernestine Ernest, much no, either, you don't do you? Hear Ernestine. Beautiful names. They are. They should Pansy be brought back. Pansy and Ernestine. Lovely. What are you people going on about? <laughs> That's the names in the article. Yes. Oh, okay. Reading and comprehension, That's, that's ADHD, just how lady. Much Come you on. No, my ADHD oh. has kicked in. And I was enjoying the story in the moment, but asked me to recall it. I can't tell you. <clears throat> Pansy. I'm, I'm sorry, I lost it. I took Pansy and Rayon from that. I lost it after Rayon. <laughs> <laughs> 
many people did by the sounds of it. Their left leg, the just, rest of them's uh, gone. Their teacup skulls. Oh, I'm storing, storing away oh. the uh, rayon for future use. Oh, yes. Yes. Look. Find something that's rayon and give it to any, kids. Does anyone have any rayon clothing at home? Please text in. <laughs> is that the one that if you rub it, it gets all it electrical? Yeah. It's, yes. like, it's like cheap silk, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it goes... Staticky. Can we use that during a ghost hunt, rayon? If you can find some. Rayon ghost grannies. Let's get jumpsuits made out of it. It's stick to you. Let's go to a song. I'll be back after this one. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, that was a nice little segue in. I know. Mm. Who was that company they were talking about just before? Oh, could it have be been Newcastle Ghost Tours? Oh, fancy that. And you were out today oh, doing yes. your Newcastle yes. walk. I'm yes. so happy to hear that that's back. I am too. I, am t- I think it's good. Yes. That's how you started, wasn't it? It was. The very first thing that I did was a um, East End Ghost Walk. And um, when uh, COVID hit, I stopped doing them and uh, actually tonight was the first one back after all that time wow i think it's well i think it's due due because you've got to think about all these new people moving into the city that don't know the city Mm -hmm. and for them to move into this city and not know a little bit of the history and like the ghost stories are part of the history of Newcastle, whether we, mm-hmm. you know, whether the uh, council would like to admit it or not, or, mm-hmm. or the yeah. building owners would like to admit it or yeah. not. This is a town that has some haunted places, and I think that that, that makes us, you know, special. That and without history, there are no ghosts. Correct. Right. And the lady that I had, to, um, she came on the tour tonight with her two daughters. Uh, her father actually uh, lived in Newcastle, and uh, he owned a store in Cook's Hill, and he said that it had a ghost in it. Oh, which one? Um, She, as we do, (laughs) we don't ask our elderly relatives the stories that need to be told before they are no longer with us. I'll ask you her last name off air because I may know who it was because there was two shops down the corner from me, and one was a butcher shop and the other one was a, a small grocery store. It could have been the small grocery store. Yeah. And mm. that went through many hands, that one. Mm. Uh, Interesting. I'd say her dad would have probably been one of the last ones, and they're now terrace houses. Mm-hmm. But I would believe there was ghosts in that. I really Very would. interesting. There you go. So you've got a story for us that you were going to tell last week, but um, got waylaid because people wanted to hear your uh, UFO yes. encounter. And I believe that the uh, heading of that podcast <laughs> is Anne was captured by UFO. Absolutely. Something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Anyway, I have got a Liverpool <clears throat> ghost story for you. This is at 2 a.m. in the city. They were being rinsed by a downpour of Welsh rain and a gaggle of homeward-bound club-goers gathered underneath the bus shelter outside the Mardi Gras nightclub on Mount Pleasant. Taxis were whistled. Uh, They just never stopped. So taxis were whistled for, but they never stopped. And suddenly, a 12-cent bus approached, or is it 12C? Must be 12C. I don't know if it's 12-cent or 12C. Somebody <laughs> let me know. Maybe uh, it's the 12C bus. Yeah, approached at that unearthly hour from the direction of the Shell Station. A 2am bus service was unheard of in 1966. But a young man, high on Purple Hearts, 
I don't know what that is. Is that too many lifesavers? Like purple rain. Uh, jokingly put his hand out, and the 12C bus stopped. Now, it was a double-decker. Are you ready? Oh, nice. Double it was the bus stop. It was painted black. <gasps> but the friendly face driver smiled and beckoned for the seven or eight people to get on board the vehicle. The upper deck was full, so the newly embarked passengers sat downstairs and chatted to one another and lit their ciggies. Oh, oh back see, in the days scary. when yeah. we could yep. smoke on the bus. Where's the, in- where's the inspector, joked Ray, his ears still ringing from the loud music of the Marty. Weighing up the situation, his fingers stroked his Van Dyke. Don't get your fingers out of there. Excuse me, what's that? As a blonde twig, it's, you know, the little goatee. It's a goatee. (laughs) As a blonde twiggy lookalike seated opposite, fidgeted with a loose false eyelash between her glances at him. (laughs) Stu, the 19-year-old on Purple Hearts, was leaning on the pole at the back of the bus, callously waving at the drenched folk of Mount Pleasant. All of a sudden, there was a flash of lightning, <laughs> and hail pelted the black bus. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The 12C accelerated at an incredible speed, and the inertia sent those standing onto the floor. Ah, oh, bangs. <laughs> <laughs> That, oh, that, that would not have hurt. What's it got? No. Screams filled the vehicle. Oh, ah, I've fallen. <laughs> the cat's done a whoopsies. Ray, Ray, who's high on purple hearts, I think, um, saw Oxford Street flitting past the windows. And, oh, no, wrong Oxford Street. And, and he swore with nerves. Slow down, will you? He shouted towards the driver, but the engine whined and the bus went even faster. <gasps> the Twiggy twin was in tears and she clutched the arms of another young lady seated next to her. Abercrombie Square passed by and Stu was hanging from the pole sick with fear. Oh, I'm sick. <laughs> Ray estimated the bus speed as being in excess of over 80 miles at least <gasps> and it was still accelerating. That's a good bus. I know. Do you know what it reminds me of? Speed. Oh, Harry Potter. Oh. You know, the night bus? Yes. The night bus from Harry Potter. Yes, yes. I wonder if it's um. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Ray, yeah, so we've estimated the speed when you're on Purple Hearts was eight, 80 miles an hour. What was that weird noise barely audible over the roaring engine? The passengers upstairs were all laughing hysterically. <laughs> I'm getting off at the bully, shouted a spectacled passenger trying to convince himself this was a normal bus. The vehicle tore up the hill of Grenfield Street oh and, and as it turned down Overton Street, the bus toppled about 40 degrees degrees to the left. Everyone thought their number was up, but the bus righted itself on the wrong side of the road and screeched into a curve, which almost took it through the windows of Kay Nelson. Oh, who's Kay? (laughs) People prayed, cried and swore as the bus mounted the curb of the Picton Clock Traffic Island. Don't say that in a rush too often. Picton Clock Traffic Island. Yep. And flew down Chidwool. Child, Childwool. Childwool. Yes. (laughs) But... By now, the unearthly bus was travelling around 120 (coughs) miles per hour. Whatever. And the petite blonde threw up over Ray. (laughs) Well, she's twiggy. She hasn't really eaten much No, well, she needs to purge what she ate last. As he edged... Blue Betty's. 
as he edged to the back of the bus, wondering if he could leap off the platform where Stu was clinging on for dear life. Oh. Ray wondered why the maniac driver driving the bus was going so fast and how he was going so fast. It was impossible. Well, he is tripping on Purple Heart. So he looked up and on the stairs there stood a pale-faced man he immediately recognised. I'm free! A man who had been dead for over a decade. Mr. Ryan. The dirty old man who had lived next door to Ray when he was a child. My God. Ray found himself taking his late nan's rosary beads from inside his pocket. He's carrying rosary beads to the Mardi Gras oh, club. Oh, that's, yeah. He's tripping balls, this guy. Yeah. And he clutched them as he said the Lord's Prayer out loud. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. The middle-aged man who wanted to get, get off at the bull ring joined in. That sounded really wrong. Yep. Is he going to get off? At the bull uh, ring. Then the bull ring and the bus halted on Childwell. It has to be that word, doesn't it? Childwell. Childwell Valley Road. The passengers disembarked and watched the vehicle speed off into a night mist. And that was from Tom Slemon's new book, Haunted City, which is out now. I think Tom hasn't recovered from the Purple Hearts myself. <laughs> that was Ray. Oh, Ray. Ray with his rosary beads and the Purple Hearts. Oh, I thought Ray. There's too many names. Ray, Stu. Stu Ray. Isn't that a great story? Mm. I don't know if Very it's a exciting. real one or if it's a created one, but it is. Right. we'll have to look up the book Haunted City by Tom Slemon. Slemon. Mm. What a great name. I wonder if he's related to Pansy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pansy <laughs> Slemon. <laughs> Private Eye. She wears right. rayon. <laughs> she wears rayon. rayon and Spencer's. Rayon slacks and a Spencer. This girl just. Oh, I'm just going to let Renata. I reckon she'd have a nice blue rinse too. <laughs> oh, no, purple. 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 <laughs> what happened to. Let's talk about that. All right. We'll be back with some purple stories and blue rinses straight after a bit of kung fu fighting. <laughs> Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. My how those two my how those two hours have flown. They have. Goodness gracious me. So much to talk about, like I said, in the um break. <laughs> in the break. So many I questions. The, I thought in the break you were going. <laughs> so many questions, not I, enough. My time. big question is why did people used to dye their hair purple? Oh, it's probably the closest thing to grey that they had. Yeah, they but don't. it was never human. It was never a colour you saw in nature. It was bright. You don't, you don't see that anymore. Everyone colours their hair now. But, but remember when Nana used to just, Nana reach 55 yeah. and she's like, that's it. Purple, purple rinse. hair. Purple rinse. Yeah, I have to admit that I did find some of that in the cupboard when I was younger. And I used to have white blonde hair. And oh. I put some in my hair. And I didn't realise. Like, I just got a section of it and just sort of put a little bit in a I just wonder what it was about culture that we just went, you know what? 
Put it in the effort bucket. Let's go. This is another question. This is one of the – look, the 60s were a weird time. That's when you used to get an orange and stick um, toothpicks in there and cover it with um, (coughs) cheese squares and um, – Cabinossi and pineapple. (laughs) Oh, Oh, delicious. Pickled um, onions. Pickled onions. Baby gherkins. Is this bringing back We're going backwards again. And the Philadelphia cream cheese (laughs) with a tin of tuna over it. Some seafood cocktail sauce. Oh, over it. Oh. That's great. If you could afford it, you could put some salmon. You want to talk about hauntings. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you're poor, you had to have seafood extender. Like oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> seafood salad, anyone? <laughs> and speaking of seafood salad, if you haven't already checked out Anna Renata's YouTube channel, we've, we've had a new video go up. Finally. Finally. We've had yes. a, oh, oh, no, it's, oh, no, it's going up. Sorry. Oh, which I've, one? I've, I've buried the lead. It's a brand new one that oh, we've one? just worked on. Which one? It's a, a little town we visited. <gasps> oh, I, I think can't we, wait I, we can You haven't seen it, have you? No, no it's oh, really good. I I'm sorry. Yeah, if you aren't already subscribed to Anna Renata's YouTube, yes. please do so because there's a lot, a lot of stuff to come. There's a lot. Poor cousin <laughs> Steve has been editing furiously, and I have been very slack at getting them up there. I and then we're at Tintagel, aren't we? At the yes, moment? yes, mm-hmm. the Tintagel one. You may look slightly familiar because we had a different version of it, and this is sort of like the extended version. Yeah. So um, we've got that up, and there is another one that's going up because I looked at Bodman Jail. That's ha- ready like to that go. One? Yes. Oh, that's, that is ready to go as well. Because you, you guys haven't seen these, so yeah. they've been sitting there waiting for you to yeah. look at. So there's more um, coming your way, people. Get and we have a brand new style coming out. I've got a new shot. Oh. Yes, we do. A new, a new, go on, tell Can them. we mention it? Yes, we can. There's a new show coming Yes, mm-hmm. later in the year. We haven't decided when yet, mm-hmm. but keep your eye out. There'll be little It won't be that much longer, <gasps> but you may see a little hint at and the end of s- an Easter egg at the end yes, of some video. There, there's some already out there mm-hmm. for those eagle-eyed mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go back and find it. Mm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Your views will go up. It's all, it's all happening, isn't it? And Timu, we've got another Timu. <laughs> yeah, Timu's going yep. strong. Yep. Um, uh, what did we have in there that you particularly love? The diamond art, when you oh. realise the amount of work that goes oh. into those things? The diamond art people, I tell you what, you guys are amazing. And if you want some vouchers, you're going to have to go watch the video, look underneath the video in the comments, and there's vouchers and coupons. So, yeah, yes. we, we love so those. All, fun. all of that is happening, plus we are madly scrambling to just finish off any um, extra things that we need to have ready while we are away so that mm-hmm. you guys have plenty of content. Uh, and then, of course, in between that, uh, you'll be... Uh, looking at um, our Facebook pages and YouTube to catch up on what we are doing while we are away. So stuff to do before you go all away, of, right? Yeah, all oh, of that's going to be lot. going. If you want the nitty-gritty on everything, you're going to have to join Patreon uh, and become a Grand Poobah um, for Anne and Renata. How much is that a, a month? $10 US, I think oh, it is. It's 10 bucks a 14, month. 14 Australian or thereabouts, 15 mm, Australian, something like go. that. I uh, can't remember. But if yep. you go over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Anne and Renata, you will find us there and you can uh, check that out. And uh, also, if you just want to chuck us a cup of coffee to say thank you for our hard work, just look up Buy Me A Coffee, Anne and Renata. And in between all of that, we're doing some pop-ups this week too with oh our God. tarot shows. <sighs> 
Yes. You're popping everywhere. We are popping up everywhere. But There's tours, right? Are there tours? Yes, we've got yes. a Wallenby on this Saturday night, which they can book through Newcastle Ghost Tours. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And uh, I think and the, the residence is sold out, isn't it? <gasps> yes, it is. The res is sold out. Mm. Is sold There's out. plenty of other dates, right? They yes. can look forward to them. Yes. Newcastle. Oh, oh, sorry, on the... Um, Maitland Jail. Maitland Jail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maitlandjail.com. Uh, and so that's that's it. We're saying good night, au revoir, bye bye, see you later. How do we say it in uh, Polish? Do widzenia. Do widzenia. Something like that. Do widzenia. That's not how Roman taught me. Well, he's wrong. Dolphin Sanger. <laughs> Dolphin Sanger. Dolphin the fish Sanger. that John West rejects. That makes John West the best. Uh, well, this, I'll I'd just like to say that the last song I did not choose, um, it's just arrived here and we're just going to go with it. I can see the song I chose after that was one of the ones I picked. But in the meantime, we're going to go with a rusted root. Um, oh, send, bless you. Send me on my way. You might get tetanus and it'll send you on your way. We'll see you guys. Well, we'll be chatting to you guys next week but we'll see you during the week and on the dark side and be frightfully good and (laughs) I I can't say the last thing it's on radio alright don't swear at people don't be a dickhead alright bye everyone (laughs) bye bye most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer so it's time to call in Anne and Renata Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.